Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Almost Better Than Silence. I'm your host, Doug Coleman, and I'm here today with the other co-hosts, Brenda McCullough and Matt Basta, and we have some new guests. We have Tony and Quack from the No Time for Time Travel podcast. I was really hoping I didn't misspeak on that one, because that's a hell of a podcast title. <laughs> how are you guys doing? Good, 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 good. Quack, how are you doing? <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, I'm good, good. Awesome. And Brendan, Matt? Uh, I'm here. I'm fine. Bren is potentially on fire a little bit, but... Yeah, just, you know, LA's favorite pastime of just incinerating itself. Getting lit. So, yeah, it's like hitting the point of like over 100,000 acres being burned right now, so... Yeah. Oh my god. We were talking a little bit about that off-air listener, and I made the joke that it's like Life is Strange Before the Storm, it's Rachel's fault. Um, Uh, No, it's not like Life is Strange Before the Storm, because this is actually more interesting. Oh God! Screw you! No, it's a great game, dude. It's mm. dude. I swear to God, it's the episode three is probably out by the time you're listening to this, listener. And I'm so excited! I cannot wait to get my hands on it. Um, but this is a video game podcast, and we have some guests. So let's talk to our guests first and see. Uh, first, tell us a little bit about your podcast and why you got started podcasting, where like the inspiration came from, and then we can kind of talk about the games you've been playing, and we'll go into what games we've been playing. Uh, I guess I'll start. Um, yeah. Yeah. So our podcast, uh, No Time for Time Travel, I just kind of wanted to start a podcast because I always figured my conversations with Quok and my conversations with um, the, our other co-host, Lamb, um, were pretty fun and entertaining. And it was more of like, oh, let's just do this and see who listens, you know? And, um, and I was also pretty inspired by, uh, John Layola, uh, from One Track yeah. Gamers. And from One Track Gamers, I listened to their podcast a lot before, and I was just like, oh, man, like, this is really cool. Like, they're just having a great time. And I found them by, you know, searching Mortal Kombat podcast, and they had an episode about Mortal Kombat. So, nice. um, <laughs> and, uh, yeah, and then, like, I was thinking about starting my own, and then I looked online for, like, you know, um, how, how to start your own, or should you start uh, your own podcast? And then I saw John Layola had a, had a post somewhere. I forgot where, but pretty much on his uh, post, he wrote, uh, if you're thinking about doing a podcast, do it now. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> so, nice. <laughs> so, yeah, that's pretty much how we got started. That's fantastic. I have a similar story of like uh, how I discovered Press Continue podcast. I was just obsessed with Shadow of the Colossus at the time, and I think I Googled Shadow of the Colossus podcast, and one of their episodes came up. So it's funny how you find like, inspiring podcasts and stuff just by like the games that you've been playing and stuff um yeah i i just love the one track gamers they we, they've been on a handful of times they're just such a fun crowd uh we, the sad thing is though i think john has only been on once it's always been Corey and amanda who make it onto our show a boatload I of times so i think he's we, been on twice twice but I, okay. i've never been on an episode with him that's right that that sounds more right but we do need to get him back we've been discussing that but that's the thing with podcasting too like scheduling we were supposed to have you guys on weeks ago so at least it's happening now <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It worked out. It's fine. totally and yeah quack uh how did you get into podcasting did you really listen to many podcasts before you started doing one yourself actually no i never lis- really listened to podcasts just because like uh, in my line of work when i listen to or to anything it's really distracting yeah uh but uh it's pretty simple for me. Uh, Tony just one day asked me, hey, I'm going to start a podcast. You want to join? And I was like, okay. <laughs> That's about it. He's just saying like, yeah, we'll just uh, 
Uh, we just all we're gonna do is just talk about like regular stuff that we normally do like uh, in person anyway. So I'm like, okay, sure. And it's a, it was a good reason to just catch up with each other, since like uh, I'm in like uh, Canada and then he's back in California. So it was just a minor excuse to just meet up every other week and just talk it out. Definitely, that's fantastic. And like, so can you tell our listeners what the the title behind your podcast, where that that inspiration came from, and also like what the general focus on what your topics are for the show. Oh, so uh, the title. Okay, so back in like undergrad, me and our other co-host Lamb, we were talking about starting a band, and we were like big fans of like uh, rock at the time, and you know our biggest inspiration was Linkin Park, and um, we had an idea to start a band that was like in that style or similar to that style. And our name was no time for time travel. And nice. that was, and that was just because we just wanted to do that. And just like, you know, a play on words. And, um, and so, and then we had our like first song. It was like uh quantum immortality, but like we never published any of them. It was just our own thing. And I did make the song and uh, we just like, you know, played around with the music and stuff. But then, uh, after that, we kind of like never went back to it. It was never published or anything like that. It was just for fun. And yeah. when I started the podcast and Lamb was, uh, the first person I asked, uh, for the first episode, uh, to co-host with. And I was like, Hey, like, what do you think our title should be? And then we just like, Hey, what about that band title that we had a long time ago? So yeah. So that's how we got no time for time travel, which is a callback to something we had, um, back in undergrad. That's pretty cool. Yeah. And our, our focus is mostly just uh, any like, you know, video game or nerd culture or comic book movies or even like some technology things. Like we recently talked a little bit about Bitcoins, um, you know, just anything, anything that, nice. you know, anything that you would think we would talk about, I guess. Yeah, that makes sense to me. And yeah, you guys also, I, if I'm not mistaken, uh, you, Tony, are the founder of the Loosely Connected Network. That's pretty cool. You've included us on that. Uh, do you want to talk a little about that? Oh, yeah. So the the network was more of like, uh, I just wanted to talk to all the podcasts that I listen to. And I think you guys also listen to each other. And yep. it's kind of cool just to like form a network where our listeners who like like a certain podcast they can probably find other people or other podcasts that are similar to it. Um, so the network, the purpose of that was to, try to get our listeners to discover each other's podcast and, you know, just uh, get the word out. Definitely, dude. That's a, that's a great thing to do. We have our own network uh, at almostbetter.net and it's like basically the same idea. So that's pretty sweet. Um, so you guys play video games. Let's kind of get dive into what games you've been playing lately. I know uh, we haven't heard from you guys ever, so let's hear from you guys first. Quack and start. start. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'll start then. <laughs> um, mostly, I've just been playing a lot of casual games. Uh, so it's Hearthstone and just League of Legends. And I just go back and forth between the two just uh, for just quick interactive thing with my friends. Um, I haven't started anything new yet, but then with the upcoming games, I might start like Monster Hunter World and uh, uh, what's that one? I'm waiting for Mega Man 11. Oh, nice. Yeah. So you have uh, PS4, I'm assuming, for Monster Hunter World? or No, I'm going to wait for the PC. So I don't know when oh, okay. <laughs> gotcha. We might be waiting a while for that because it's still not really, there's no release date yet for it. So, oh, yeah. Uh, 
Yeah. And do you guys have like uh, any, I think Xbox and PlayStation, they have a, I think the free trial is this weekend. Correct. Uh, I think it's just PlayStation, but yeah, the free, the open beta is tomorrow, but I for can, anyone listening, it was last week? Last yes, weekend? well, that's the thing, but if you're tuning in live, you can download it tonight, like preload it, so I think that's yeah. it, I might, I might check that out. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be really interesting, and for, we've mentioned before, for PlayStation uh, players, you can get uh, uh, Aloy from um, Horizon Zero Dawn as a downloadable character. Oh wow, that's cool. Yeah, yeah, I'm and, I'm pretty excited about that. I'm really hoping they put uh, Gerald from Witcher in the PC one, but they have no reason to. But I, that would make me really happy. Yeah, I wonder if they have the that's rights like, even. <laughs> yeah, what would I be the rationale? I mean, Project CD uh, Red is the studio developing it. They're working on another game, um, Cyberpunk. I think like twenty seventy seven or something. Yeah. Um, so maybe they could use it to kind of promote that or to, you know, keep the studio's name relevant in the intermediate years between projects because they do huge like open world games. So it's not like they're popping out one every year, like Ubisoft or something. So it would keep them in people's consciousness. And uh, I'm assuming they could probably easily just reskin one of the hunters because all the characters in Monster Hunter are super generic and like, you know, really forgettable. They're just supposed to be, you know, your character. They're n- they're not relevant to the story at all, if there is a story. So they probably could just add some custom, you know, beard or hair attachments or like two swords for Gerald, and you know, make it make them look like them at least. But rights wise, I think they would probably be okay with giving them out as a DLC character. I hope so. This is just me being super optimistic. I doubt it'll yeah. ever happen though. Yeah, I feel like that's a blind, w- hopeful wish. Uh, I hope Absolutely. it happens, but it's it's like all the people wanting Danny DeVito as Detective Pikachu, and then we get Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> well, so oh, yeah. Like, we know Ryan Reynolds. Did they say Andy Ryan Reynolds? Pre- yeah, he he's not actually Pikachu. playing Pikachu. <laughs> we, we don't know if he is Pikachu, but God we know he's it. in the movie. I thought uh, he was, right? I, I thought he was Pikachu, too. No. They said no. he was in the movie, and people got super excited and said he was Pikachu, but he it's not uh, confirmed that. Ah, oh, uh, the yeah. damn internet! I'm gonna change. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna change my news item for next week's episode. Oh, no. <laughs> um, but that's the thing. Uh, how about you, Tony? What games have you been playing? So I have a very low attention span. So most of the games <laughs> I play are like you know quick games. Um, the the like I have a Switch, and I've just been jumping in between like you know Arms and um, uh, Sonic Mania and. Uh, what else do I have on there? Uh, I still play the uh, the Street Fighter game on there. Um, and on the PlayStation 4, I've been just making my way through Injustice 2. And nice. uh, yeah, that's pretty much about it. Most of the games I play are very like uh, quick and, you know, games that have quick rounds in it that I just, you know, um, when I'm free, go and play a few rounds and then get out. So Totally. I, I have a few games like that myself, especially Rocket League and stuff. But like, so you, you mentioned ARMS. That's on the Switch, right? Yeah. Um, can you like sell me on that game? Like, I, I've heard <laughs> about Nintendo that. Because Nintendo sure as hell can't. Well, that's the thing. I didn't really well. see any gameplay. It's, I haven't really gone out of my way to look this game up. Like, what's it all about and should I be into it? Uh, well, um, <laughs> well, it's Rock'em Sock'em <laughs> Robots with longer reach. Okay. I would say it's uh the, the gameplay is a little bit similar to uh you know that old mech game called Virtual On? 
Huh. I'm not sure if that one's ringing a bell, actually. Yeah, it was an old mech game in the arcade that uh, I think Sega made them um, or developed it. I, I don't remember. I know they published it. And you had two joysticks and you sat in the chair and you used the joysticks to control your mech. It's uh, it's the same uh, third person view. And you, you would use the two joysticks the way that you uh, combine the movements would make your, your mech jump or, you know, fly a certain way or attack. Um, and I would say ARMS is probably the most recent game that's very similar to Virtual On. I cannot think of any other game that has a similar control scheme. So because I loved playing Virtual On, I, uh, felt nostalgic when I played ARMS. Um, and that's what kept me going with that game. Okay. That's really cool. I would call it like, uh, Stretch Armstrong meets, uh, Mike Tyson's Punch Out. You get a really long reach and you can customize what gloves you have. And I, I, it seems to be doing okay, but it doesn't seem to have kept many people's attention, like game wise. It seems like people were, I don't know if it was because it was released with the Switch at launch and everyone was just quick to, you know, scramble up Zelda or like uh, any of the other like really successful titles or if it was, you know, if it's still got a writhing fan base of for, I don't know, I wouldn't call it a competitive game, but an online versus game, I guess is a better term. Yeah, yeah it's it, not, it's not that great online. <laughs> it's, it, there's yeah. not really much uh, replay value in it. Um, mm-hmm. uh, it got released, I guess not at launch, but maybe launch window. And yeah. yeah, it did get overshadowed by a lot of the other stuff around it. That does make sense. It just seemed like one of those games when people are like, oh, what game should I get when I now that I have a Switch? Like That would come up in conversation, but it's one I never pulled the trigger on. But it's something I'd like to play, but I'm not. maybe I'll wait till it goes on sale. Who knows? Yeah, that's probably best. <laughs> yeah. Fair enough. Um, okay, well then, Matt, how, how about you? I'm sure you've been playing a whole variety of games. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> you know, oh ye of little faith. Um, I I'm gonna prove us wrong. Uh-oh. So there's there a there's a game you could pick it up on Steam. It's an early access game. It's called Don't I'm already Sink. Lost interested. Don't sink. I like that title. Uh, it sounds like a game or no game game. Yeah, it's, it's so. It, it, I mean, it's like <laughs> Don't Starve. Um, it, it, the game isn't like Don't Starve, but the name is. Um, are you guys familiar with? Um, it's actually quite an old game. Uh, Sid Meier's Pirates. Yeah. I, I know Wait. of it. Yeah, me too, actually. I've definitely heard of that. So, this guy that did Civilization, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, th- there are many Sid Meier's games. Um, so the idea with Pirates is that um, you're in the Caribbean. Um, it's sort of a, a top-down 3D game, and you sail your pirate ship around, and if you encounter other ships, um, you can attack them or get attacked. Um, you can sort of build your little fleet and switch ships and um, you go to different ports in the Caribbean, sort of set in colonial times, um, and you buy supplies and carry out quests, and the quests involve, like, finding treasure, um, so you can actually, like, anchor on land. Um, anyway, that's, this is not the game that I'm talking about, but the, the concept <laughs> is very similar. Um, it's sort of a two-dimensional version of Sid Meier's Pirates. Um, so you have your your pirate ship. Uh, you encounter other ships, um, you can attack them, you can board them, um, you can, you know, take over their ship and, and, and crew, and you can land on islands, and there's lots of little quests along the way. Um, the quests are very much along the lines of the sort of stuff that you would expect in, um, like, FTL, uh, but mm. 
again, like in colonial pirate times and not the future. Um, so like one of, one of the, the quests that, um, I encountered there's, uh, you find like a, a message in a bottle and you have to like pick it up and like take it somewhere else and like throw it back in the water. <laughs> just some bullshit. Um, and, and it's just like silly stuff like that. Um, but the game is really enjoyable. Um, it, it held my attention. I definitely recommend it. Uh, it's 10 bucks on Steam. It's definitely like f- complete enough to play as a game. So it's not uh, a, a junk early access game. Still some bugs, but nothing that is too terribly annoying. There's some, there's some weird stuff where it's like, uh, if, if you fire cannonballs at an enemy and they've also fired cannonballs at you, but yours hit them first and it like, it destroys their ship. Um, even though their cannonballs are like in midair about to hit you, um, like you win and then everything disappears and like you continue. So it's like, eh. <laughs> um, yeah. So sort of, you know, breaks the illusion a little bit. Um, but yeah. the art style is very fun. Everything is very colorful. Um, more than you'd otherwise expect. It almost looks uh, visually like a Super Mario World style game. Um, lots of like pastels and like bright, fun colors. Um, yeah, I was I almost I... transported, um, if you guys remember the game uh, Glitch, made by the people that actually made Slack. Um, yeah. It's, it's got those sorts of graphics, but it's less um, cartoony and more pixel art. I only know of it because you brought it up so many episodes ago and like you made your own little like Slack version and like glitch uh, reference when you like were applying to Slack. Yeah, I tried getting a job there and they wouldn't give me the fucking time of day and now they won't stop emailing me. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, Karma. Uh, Uh, Look at them now. Um, (laughs) Where are they now? At the bottom of the barrel. Yeah, running PHP and Mongo. Uh, Yep, I understand those words. Did you just say that? (laughs) (laughs) Anyway. um, (laughs) This game kind of reminds me of just like Stardew Valley, except your farm was complete failure, and you said, fuck it, and became a pirate. (laughs) (laughs) In in some ways, yeah, yeah. Um, So something else, and this is something I've been enjoying online. um, So uh, I'm sure all of you have played um, Rollercoaster Tycoon. Uh, from back in the day, and it, there's been sort of modern variants. Uh, I, I think one that a lot of people play is uh, Planet Coaster. Yeah, um, I hear that's the best one. Yeah. yeah, that sounds awesome. There's some other third-party ones. Um, this new one, which is very much in the spirit of the original um, Roller Coaster Tycoon, is called Parkitect. Um, sounds like a disease. It <laughs> almost. <laughs> um, I can't stop shaking. I got Parkitects. Oh God. So I, I was sort of turned off by a lot of the like very modern roller coaster tycoon style games. They felt very um SimCity 5 almost. Like everything is like you can customize everything and everything goes everywhere. And it's just like, well, you know, I want you to keep me on the rails just a little bit. You know, like when when nothing lines up, like it's I don't know. It's a little less fun. You you worry more about like the weird aesthetics and like, you don't get to enjoy the, like I built a roller coaster that doesn't have an end. And so all the cars just fly off into space and explode. Um, right. like that was the fun of the game. It really yeah. was. Um, Parkitect, I, I feel like is very much in the style and the spirit of the original roller coaster ty- tycoon games. It's in 3d. Um, it looks great. It's, it's sort of based on a, on a very decent grid system. Um, 
it's got lots of uh, uh, different types of like scenery and 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 rides and um, it, it's also early access. But again, um, I wouldn't recommend it if I didn't think it it uh, was a a poor quality game uh, or a game that's not ready to be played. Um, it's twenty dollars on on Steam. Uh, like I said, it's early access. Um, definitely check it out. Uh, maybe don't pick it up if if you're if you're nervous about it, but um, there's tons of people playing it on YouTube, so I, I, I recommend looking it up. I Definitely. come to the understanding that we just disagree on what's good games, Basta. <laughs> like, oh, oh, no. A lot of early access, and I mean, this seems like it might run well, but it kind of looks like Playmobil style to me. Like, every, like at least the people look really... Uh, the art Brent's style calling isn't everyone out my favorite. Um, it, it's, it's got a very um, low-poly sort of uh, look and feel to it. Um, so yeah. if you've, if you've watched anybody play through like poly bridge or, um, uh, what's the, what's the other one where you build like uh ski lifts? I forget the name of it. Um, no idea. It, it, it very much looks like that. Like the, the textures are, are, um, sort of low res to some extent. Um, mm-hmm. but it, it's quite, it's quite nice. Like if, if, like tycoon games or something that scratch an itch for you i definitely 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 recommend checking it out yeah totally I, this one just, it just doesn't seem to have any personality to it it just seems like it's low poly assets from like a developer's kit whereas like don't think it definitely had like some sort of a unique charm to it i could see from its style like it, this whoever designed it had an idea for its art style whereas this just seems like yeah it's low poly and we'll change it if we get around to it but People are already giving us money, so whatever. This is what it is now. So, I mean, for me, it's not it's not the aesthetics, right? Like, I I wouldn't watch this if it was just about the aesthetics. That that would bore the shit out of me. Um, yeah. I I think that the thing that I appreciate the most about it is the the volume of little details. Um, you know, they could have half half asked this. They could have you know like just put in the basic functionality and called it a day. But they've got the park benches and and the fences and the trash cans and the people puking and you know when you go into the roller coaster mode it like does a heat map of uh the the G's at all of the different curves and um you can you know customize the the angles of all of the the you know twists and turns on on your rides and um the the sheer volume of like different types of paths and the way the 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 different types of like assets work together um it's it's really impressive. It's very much on par with the original Roller Coaster Tycoon 2 um that everybody knows and loves. Fun piece of trivia actually. Roller Coaster Tycoon 2 um and 1 I guess for that matter. Uh writ- handwritten in assembly. Um no fucking I shit. I shit you not. Yeah. <laughs> no, a I game that big you. <laughs> handwritten in assembly. I, I I wouldn't make that up. What the fuck? Oh man, for any of the programmers out there that should blow your goddamn minds and anyone who doesn't understand i'm sorry but yo it's me (laughs) (laughs) it's just that's just something absurd Uh, okay i just looking at this game i you know not the shit on it well kind of it's early access i feel like that's appropriate um but i just don't understand why i would pay for this game when i could just pay another 25 and get planet coaster which has so much shit in it and i think looks a hundred times better yeah I, I see what you're saying, but it's also to each their own. Um, one quick yeah, aside, I mean, uh, though, yeah, it's all opinion. One quick aside before Brendan and I talk about the games we've been playing, I did read an article about how Steam's dropping Bitcoin and there's because yeah. they're citing volatility and high fees. 
And that's the thing is, super like, understandable. Yeah, and I, I, you mentioned in Slack, you're like, I didn't even know they took Bitcoin. I'm like, me, me neither, actually. <laughs> Wait, it's, they took Bitcoin? Apparently. Yeah, see, no one knew except for people the- who had Bitcoin, which no one has. Well, I mean, they, they did hide it quite well. But even for the folks that did have Bitcoin, the fees associated were, with it were it's bullshit. Be insane. It, it was yeah. a really terrible implementation. I think they partnered with a company to make it work, and it just it just was not good. Um, so the thing is, like, Steam is for all intents and purposes a middleman, and they hired another middleman to handle the actual currency. <laughs> ah. So it, it was it was just like poorly thought out. They added it because people wanted it. Um, and surprise, surprise, it was terrible. So, you know. <laughs> it just, yep. like, how could you charge and use a currency that's like, hey, today is worth $15,000. And, like, next day it's like, hey, it's worth $5,000. Oh, wait, it's back up to $25,000. Like, <laughs> it's not feasible. It's insane that they thought they could do this. I mean, for what it's worth, you know, the U.S. dollar fluctuates. But the U.S. Not dollar degree. is uh, a small enough unit of currency that the fluctuations don't really matter, right? Like if one Bitcoin was like roughly equal to $1, the fluctuations that we have now would be on par with like the euro. You wouldn't notice. But um, the the part that was sort of the most bullshit was they would, um, they would cancel your transaction even if the currency fluctuated by just a little bit. So I read like a horror story on Reddit where um, the price fluctuated by three cents in like the 10 minutes or whatever it took for the transaction to finish. <laughs> and, and minutes. like they were three cents short. And so that it was like, Oh no, you know, we, we have to refund, uh, your, your purchase. Um, and you have to try it again. But the thing is, they don't refund the fees associated with it. So it was like a $20 oh, purchase gosh. with like five to $10 worth of fees. And so you're out like 30%. <laughs> and wow and this guy's like so so i just like lost all this money <laughs> like yeah well I, I understand steam canceling it with any fluctuation that seems fair to me uh the keeping the fees that's kind of bullshit but also why are you spending bitcoin on games like if you don't have any other money besides bitcoin you got some bigger problems <laughs> than yeah. buying the shittiest new early access game Bitcoins are for drugs and killing people anyway. Yeah, that's entirely what they're for. That's what No, I'm kidding. That's what we use twenty dollars for. The thing the thing about Bitcoin is it fluctuates by the second though. I like yeah. if you actually look at the exchanges, you could just look at it and you can see a number just fluctuate every second. Every like one to two to three seconds or so. God damn. I mean, it's, every currency it's fluctuates crazy. every few seconds, right? Like internationally, you know, the the price of the dollar everything is fiat currency anymore the price of the dollar fluctuates the price of the euro fluctuates canadian dollars every currency but not this degree not this severe i mean even 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 to this degree right like bitcoin is just worth a lot of money you can subdivide a bitcoin up into very small pieces and it's fine but the thing is it, it's it's enough that uh it, it's it's enough that it matters over time and the fundamental problem with bitcoin which makes it sort of inviolable as a currency for buying things is transactions aren't instant. So like if you go to, you know, amazon.com and you, and you click the buy button, um, it charges your credit card and you're done. It's instantaneous. But with Bitcoin, it has to, you know, submit the transaction. It waits in a queue. 
It costs money to actually make the transaction to basically tell people, yes, I want this done. You know, basically you're paying money to get to the front of the line um, to have your transaction take place. And then you wait for it to get, you know, for the numbers to get crunched. And then it happens. And then you have to wait for confirmation. So the whole world agrees that you made that transaction. If it happened instantaneously or even within like 30 seconds, whatever, who cares? But when it takes 10 minutes to make a $5 purchase, you know, that's when it starts to matter, right? Like if if it took 10 minutes for you to purchase something where, you know, it has to get converted from US dollars to euros, the same issue would be relevant. You know, some transactions would get declined and it would be like, yeah, well, the euro is worth, you know, four cents more now. And, you know, you'd get a refund, you'd have to make it again. But A, when the fees are, you know, double digit percentage, (laughs) and the transaction time takes so fucking long, it's just not worth it. Yeah, I it just it's interesting little factoid, but it makes perfect sense that they're dropping it. And like we established, most people didn't even know they're accepting it. So sorry, listener, if you're like trying to buy some games with your Bitcoin, gotta look elsewhere. Um, but also, look, once again, why the fuck are you buying games with Bitcoin? Yeah, that's that's like, the bottom line. That's yeah, that's insane. Zero point one percent of anybody. Uh, but what games yeah. have you been playing, Brent? Uh, nothing new. Uh, Monster Hunter. Uh, for Ultimate. Getting ready for Monster Hunter World. <laughs> Some someday it'll come out uh, for PC uh, and Overwatch. That's it. Yeah, that's understandable. And uh, there's only a few things I want to bring up. Uh, I did get around to using my gift card for the PlayStation Store, and I got the Frozen Wilds expansion uh, DLC for Horizon Zero Dawn. And goddamn, diving back into that game, like I had deleted it off of my PS4 because I wanted to make room for other games and shit. So after finally reinstalling that, downloading it, um, getting the DLC all hooked up, and it was just like, it took forever, finally dive into that game, and goddamn, I forgot every single thing about how to play this game. I'm like, oh my god. (laughs) And like, my first like battle with like these fucking dinosaur robots, like, it was just like, oh my god, you really get your ass beat. But I I came out on top, I I was like, oh yeah, this is the bow and arrow, and it, it did like slowly flow black. Uh, come back into my memories and like I had like muscle memory of like oh yeah these buttons do this and but goddamn stepping away from that game for like what feels like almost a full year like I feel like I platinumed that like as soon as it came out it was like a month or two later I was done with it and then here I am at the end of the year trying to dive into that but the thing is I really want to get my opinion on the DLC and have a really good understanding of of like how I feel about Horizon Zero Dawn because I do as we're approaching the end of the year I want to talk about like what do we all just think is our favorite game of the year what was this has been like the most impressive Witcher three games. that's a th- wait that wasn't this year Witcher um, three wins every year oh goddamn um but that's what I mean I really I'm glad that I'm getting back into Horizon because it is such a fucking masterpiece and I really enjoy it and the the only downside was I'm like. Uh, I had to continue and I'm playing uh, the game before I beat the game. So it's like, I guess I could have done New Game Plus or whatever, but I'm just going with my existing save file. And I had to travel like across, like I was able to quick travel to one spot, but then you have to go up this fucking mountain and it's like this whole like to do to even get to the area where you even start the new area. But that aside, it's just, I guess I haven't played in a while and I was annoyed of like, God, I have a lot of traveling to do. But it looks like a decent chunk of map that's... uh still shrouded and like I have yet to explore. So I'm eager to see what that's all about, do some more questing. And I think they have all new collectibles and all that kind of shit. So 
that's something I'm diving into. Going to be streaming that, so keep your eyes out, listener. And then... Um, <laughs> keep your eyes out, listener. Yeah, god damn it. Um, but <laughs> no, the most exciting thing l- lately, uh, I did get my hands on Everybody's Golf, and that's for PS4 exclusive. It's like the one with like the Wii-looking Wii like me characters, but like, oh, oh yeah. my god. It's got such an amazing character customization option. Like You can make like the most goofy-ass motherfuckers. Like, it's absolutely insane how like customizable they are. And it's just super cute, like, anime style. Like, definitely, like, Japanese game. I, I don't know, like, every, like, time of the, you hit the ball, like, really good, and it's, like, nice shot. Like, there's this, like, like, little Japanese girls, like, just being, like, yay! And, like, congratulations! Or, like, really good shot! And, like, super encouraging just Japanese lady. <laughs> um, so it's really Hey, nice. Doug, uh, Japan's got that uh, Amazon Echo VR uh, waifu thing. If you want it, we can uh, hook that oh, up for God. Christmas. But, no, I mean, it's just, it's really, it's, it's, it's fun. It really makes you smile. And, like, the games, the graphics are amazing, especially for, like, the the environments you're in. I mean, obviously the characters are like little like cartoonish and anime yeah. or, or you can make them really like abominations if you want. Um, so it's, it's a overall really cool game. I've, I've only played like about 15 minutes, like before we started recording the show. So I have yet to do anything online. I'm, if I'm not mistaken, there's like a huge online aspect to this. It's almost like an MMO in the sense where you can like meet up with other people and like challenge them to like tournaments and shit. So I don't know. Overall, I'm really excited to just keep playing golf. And it did seem a little challenging at first. My first tournament, I did terrible. But after some more practice rounds, I got a lot better at it. It's just a matter of um, hitting the X button three times. And like, it's it's one of those times, like, you tap it, it goes as far as you can, you tap it, and then you have to tap it at the right moment to hit the ball right. So I don't know. It's fun game. Definitely recommend it. I'll keep the listeners posted if I, anything cool happens in that. Nice. Yeah. Um, but so that's basically our segment on what games we've been playing. Let's uh move on to a conversation game. Let's play game or no game. All right, so we're playing game or no game. I've got a handful of options here for you guys, and I'm eager to see what you think. So everyone, let's... All right, so you're going to be either team game or team no game, and I, I need everyone's feedback. So what do you think of a game called World of Ping Pong, The Next Generation? That's a game. That's a game. Team game. Uh, let's see. I'm going to go with no game. Please don't advocate. Whoever's typing, no cheating. (laughs) (laughs) It sounds too, too good. Well, it sounds too normal to be an actual game. You'd be surprised how many generic, normal-sounding games there are. That's the point of this. But so it sounds like uh, Bren and Tony say no, and Matt and Quack say yes. It's a no. Oh, Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, surprising. That one was made up entirely, but that's it sounded real, didn't it? Um, here we go. What do you guys think of a game called Deep Space Waifu Flat Justice? <laughs> oh no. <laughs> Sounds fantastic. Uh, I'm going to say that is a game because they get that stupid. Yeah, yeah I'm going to go with a game. 
I agree. Like, like because it's so outlandish, I'm pretty sure someone made it. What do you think, Quack? I'm going to be the lone person say it's not a game. I don't want to believe it. <laughs> <laughs> it is a game, unfortunately, and that's oh, one man. you can find on Steam. Uh, there's, oh, man, there's so many in here that are like... There it is. That you'll never... Yeah, oh, man. Oh, boy, it's $1.99, so you know that's some quality waifu. I got some weird ones in here. Okay, uh, topical. What do you think of a game called Bitcoin Farm? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds right. Um, I guess so. Maybe like like a Harvest Moon for Bitcoin. I'm not exactly sure what type of game it is, but I do know it's a game, so you all get that one. Good job. Um, how about a game called Legend of Bong? What? Bong? No. Legend Wait. of Bong. No, like, it's not like a game. smoking a bong. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Wait, Legend of Bong or Legend of Bonk with a K? No, with a G. Okay. Uh, Anytime there's a there's a game that like revolves around one of Doug's four interests, I I know (laughs) that it's not something that's real. You mean Doug's four interest of smoking it, inhaling it, vaporizing it, and eating weed? I never inhaled. (laughs) (laughs) How sad. Yeah, Uh, I'm gonna say not a game. (laughs) Yeah, I'm gonna say not a game. I'm gonna say it is a game. Just. Just for the hell of it. Just to be contrarian. It is not, and I wanted it to be because it sounds hilarious, but no, that's not a game. You guys all saw through my bullshit. Yeah, Um, because there's a game called Legend of Bonk, and I feel like you saw that, and you were like, that's devilishly close to Bonk. (laughs) That's probably what happened, and I just forget. Um, Wait, what about this game, though? Uh, Monster Plants vs. Bowling Arcade Edition. The fuck? That's a game. (laughs) It's too stupid, it has to be real. I want to say it's a game as well. I mean, it definitely sounds like a like a 1980s like somebody got like real high on on acid and and was tripping their balls off and like went to like the CEO of Atari or something. It's like I got an idea. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's yeah. just them trying to like it's around that time like Bass said, but it's just the guy mashing together whatever he can that's popular right now. It's like bowling's popular, zombies are popular, plants are popular. Like mash it all together. And, like, they just start doing that. Sounds like it was, like, invented on Rick and Morty or something. (laughs) Uh, I guess I'll agree. It's a game, surprisingly. (laughs) Uh, That one you just can't make up. Um, I only got a couple more for you guys, though. What do you think of a game called Blasphemous Badminton Collector's Edition? You took too long to read that, so it has to be a real thing. What would... I don't think it's a game. Who would even... Like, who is that collector's <laughs> edition for? Like, <laughs> you get your own shuttlecock and uh, racket. I'm going to say no. I, I know that it's not a game because obviously Doug wrote it down in his own handwriting. <laughs> and, and that's what took him so long? Yeah. <laughs> no, I just have a huge list that I'll just like picking and choosing. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to say yes because I want it to be a game like that. I so, want it to be a game too, but it's a no. Uh, uh, Brad fooled you on that one. Um, okay, what do you guys think of Extreme Hamster Rodeo? <laughs> I mean, can I, I buy will, it? Yeah. <laughs> I, I want Extreme that game. <laughs> Hamster Rodeo. Would it be like Toy Soldiers tie in with it? Because the hamsters would be big for them. It's not a game. No, there's no way. No, it's not a game. It almost sounds too, so outlandish that it could be. 
I've never I'm seen a, a rodeo game. Yeah. What would that even involve? Oh, holding down true. the button. That's it. You just hold down one button. <laughs> that's the game. <laughs> Though I've seen plenty of games like that. I'm, there's a clicker Is it game. Desert bus. Yeah, there's literally games where you just click a button. There's what a game called the graveyard, where you're just an old lady. You walk through a graveyard, sit on a bench, and then die on the bench. That's it. Oh yeah, yeah you I remember gave you me that, that one you up. Son of a. Yeah, Wait, so I don't know. Basta Claus bought it for me. God no, damn. Basta Claus has got to get his ass in gear this year. Yeah, it's, it's the time it is coming season. up quick. Yeah. Um. Okay, but no. Uh. Blast. Wait, no. Which one were we on? Hamster Rodeo. No game. <laughs> Sorry, I wanted it to be. All right, and then I got two simulator ones to end this. To end this game. Uh, what do you think of Autobahn Police Simulator Two? Yes. Yes. Oh my gosh, I don't want to say yes on this one. <laughs> no, it's going to be one of those like trashy German games where like you it mean clearly cost games? them like a hundred dollars to make, and they like outsource it to some guy that knows how to use Unity. It's just like assets purchased from like gamedevdirect.org or whatever. Oh God! So I'm gonna say no. <laughs> I'm gonna say no, but if there is, I I want to know how much it costs. I refuse to believe. Don't say no. Uh, it is a game, and the thing <laughs> is, that insinuates that there was an Autobahn Police Simulator one. So, uh, and I, I'm, I, I don't know what the price is offhand, but if I'm not mistaken, it's probably under twenty dollars. I could be wrong. Um, okay, and then the last one here. Let me know what you guys think. We're all tied. Fart Simulator 2018. Oh boy, this fucking guy. Yeah, yeah, it's a game. It's got to be a game. I'm going to say yes. I mean, if you got like stuff like South Park making games, I think that's like, it could be a subsidiary of it. I, I'm going to say no, just because I think they would pick a better title. It's a game. Yeah. Oh, and that's how we play game or no game. got one wrong if you can believe that this is like the complete opposite of last time nice awesome cool well that was a fun episode guys uh thanks so much for uh to tony and quack from no time for time travel joining us um do we want to do some stuff oh wait oh yeah i guess we could do some quick news before plugs is there anything you want to throw toss out there i'm not sure if there's i mean the fucking video game awards for what was it? Spike TV was on last night, or oh, that's right, yeah, and the whole Death Stranding like taking the world by storm. Oh, well, I don't know about that. It's just fucking Kojima being weird as shit as always. Uh, there's a weird man baby inside of Norman Reedus, and like it winks at you and stuff, and it's super unsettling. I hate it. I hate it so much. Um, the vi- I wouldn't bring up the video games award by themselves because it's all arbitrary and bullshit and just promotional and idiotic uh but there was a lot of stuff revealed during it like a lot of new games and trailers release so you got uh accounting plus which is the vr game from uh justin roiland's vr company um so that's actually coming out this month for playstation so or for psvr what is it again uh accounting plus 
because the first game was like a free, pretty much just a de- like a test game, like to see if it would work. It wasn't really a demo because it was all self-contained, and that was called accounting. So this is accounting plus. Wait, so so what do you do in this game? It all right, it's you can watch videos online because every YouTuber and streamer played it when it first came out. But it starts off as like, oh, you're an accountant. It's like, oh, bring me this file. It's like, oh, you have to go into this other room. And then you immediately get transported into this crazy, like, weird parallel world where everyone is just Justin Rowland screaming at you, who's the creator and voice of Rick and Morty. So it's it's all that type of humor. It's a lot of his voice acting. So if if you don't like him, it gets annoying real quick. Um, But so that game's finally coming out. And we'll see if he can actually make a decent game. Uh, I'm skeptical. Like, just because... Just because you have a big name tied to it doesn't mean it's going to be good. But they got the Stanley Parabola guys. This so is a really or, fucking weird game. Oh, yeah. It's <laughs> super bizarre. I mean, I'm it's, watching it's, the trailer, and this is absurd. Yeah. It's the creator of Rick and Morty, so it's the, exactly that type of humor and that style. And it's also the creator of Stanley Parabola, William Plug, Pig, uh, which is also just really bizarre and a trippy game. So expect that. It's It's going to be interesting, and you know we'll see how good it holds up. I think uh, I think I have some confidence in it. You said it was from uh, creators of Stanley Parabola. Yeah, the I, th- I guess it's just the one creator. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah. Um, and then yeah, Justin Rowland and his company. Uh, what else? From Software, the Demon Souls and Dark Souls and Bloodborne guys. Yeah. Uh, very small micro trailer, like thirty seconds. Really, just gives you no information at all. But what, they're working what on happened something. in it? I don't know. It looks like. <laughs> It looks like someone's like shin bone. I I don't know the actual name of the bone, <laughs> whatever whatever that bone is. But like with a bloody screw and rope in the center of it, and it's just like twisting and then rattles, and that's it. Cool. Like so I don't know a saw game. No, I'm kidding. I I have no idea. Sounds like a Kojima game. It oh, cool. might as well be. It's as fucking arbitrary and confusing. Um, what else? In the Valley of the Gods. Is, uh, the sequel, or not sequel, but the second game from the creators of, uh, Firewalk. So that game was very divisive. A lot of people hated it. A lot of people loved it. So we'll see if they can hold on to that. Uh, Breath of the Wild is getting DLC. So, and they got like a shitload of awards. Soul Calibur 6 is coming out. So Ooh, they're making another awesome. one in that series. I'm not a crazy fan of Soul Calibur. It's a weird fighting game. Like it has its own weird, unique controls, and I never was good at it. I still I like the characters a lot though. Characters are cool. I just I could never get a good feel for them. Like so I yeah. could never really get. I'm not into good it. at any fighting games. Who am I kidding? <laughs> uh, Fortnite is introducing. They did the battle royale mode this year and got a ton of attention for it. They're doing a 50 versus 50 team battle mode now, or uh, battle royale mode. So that wait. game's just growing and growing. Wait, 50 versus 50 on screen at once? That's what they're saying. Holy fuck. So oh that'll my be gosh. interesting if they can hold up to that, because that's a lot of characters. Yeah. yeah. That's like uh, a huge server load, too. Yeah, plus it's a game where you can build stuff in it. So, like, you're building oh your base and then fighting and then destroying each other's base. That's a very ambitious thing for a game that was about to die before they did the Battle Royale mode. Right, Like yeah. It was on Death's Door, and then they basically just copied PUBG. And I'm pretty sure they'll admit it, like, they're fully aware but that's what kept them alive. Wait, so. wasn't wait, which company is making this? I forgot. Uh, it's Fortnite. I don't know what the company is, but that's the game. Yeah, because I I remember hearing from someone that 
the company that made Fortnite pretty much also helped out with uh, PUBG, right? Something no, like that? I have no idea. I oh. have absolutely no interest in PUBG, so I don't pay too much attention. Uh, Epic Games is the studio behind Fortnite. Oh, okay. Uh, they've done some good stuff, so I, I'm I'm glad to see that it's uh, surviving. Because it definitely seems like a neat game. But unfortunately, it just is riding the trends. And it's keeping them alive, but I just hate... I hate to see that that's what's keeping them alive. It's just following the trend and not actual good development. So Yeah. You know what died and I feel bad that I haven't played in a long time? Lawbreakers. <laughs> hey, wonder who doesn't feel bad about Lawbreakers dying? Uh, Everyone, because no one played it. It's uh, a it, bad game. It, it, was, it was fun for what it's worth. It deserved more of a player base. I'll just leave it at that. It just sucks how that one just didn't last. It, it kind of did a mix of... Um, uh, what was the other one? The other one that took on um, Overwatch and then died out super fast. Battleborn. Battleborn. Oh. I knew it was Battle something. I already forgot about it. But like, I think uh, Lawbreakers also had a problem of both like hyping it up way too much, uh, the game having its own bit of problems, and maybe not the best uh, art style or you know whatever mechanics. Um, they didn't tell anyone about shooting backwards, which was a core feature. But then also Cliff Blazinski talked a lot of shit. Like, a lot of shit before it came out, and that just bit him in the ass. So, if you're excited about your game, don't antagonize your competitors who are yeah. already out and super successful. Yeah. Um. um uh, real quick, uh, yeah, Death Stranding, we already talked about, makes no sense. Uh, Bayonetta 1 and 2 are coming to the Switch, and the third one was announced. So, that's going to be awesome. Uh, and... Uh, there's a few other stuff, but nothing crazy. All right. Yeah. Well, that's then all I got. Let's wrap this one up. Let's do some plugs. This is a opportunity for Tony and Quack to uh, tell our listeners where they can find your podcast. Uh, maybe do a plug for the loosely connected and maybe some personal Twitters. Completely up to you. Uh, who wants to start first? Go ahead, Quack. Oh, Tony. <laughs> well if you guys want, I'll do ever. it <laughs> <laughs> alright well um, for our, our podcast you can find us uh, uh, No Time for Time Travel we're on Twitcher, we're on Google Play we're on iTunes we're on pretty much almost every podcasting service you can find because I try to make sure we're on everything <laughs> um, you can find us on social media our handle is uh, ntfttpod Twitter, Facebook, Instagram websites ntfttpod.com and um, on the Loosely Connected Network, you'll find a lot of other great podcasts and YouTube channels and Twitch streams. So uh, check that out, uh, the looselyconnected.com. And um, a, a little plug for uh, uh, net neutrality. So, uh, yeah, guys, fight the repeal of net neutrality. Yeah, definitely. It was. I, I listened to your recent episode about that and you shouted us out. That was awesome. It was really important to have our listeners uh, hear that. Um. How about uh, any personal Twitters? Do you guys do that much or not really? I personally well, don't. Uh, I'm kind of off social media for a bit. So Smart move. Yeah, I was going to say, fair enough, man. <laughs> More power to you. That's a good way to to, to roll. I like, um, yeah, I was talking to a few, few people were saying like they're all Facebook entirely. And it's just like, I feel like we've hit that oversaturation point where people are like, oh, yeah, I don't have any social media. And people are like, God, I envy you. Yeah. Oh, that's a smart it's so move. True. Like, it's just fucking nothing but trouble. Yeah. yeah. Um. But speaking of which, let's plug out. <laughs> <laughs> speaking of the things we all agree we hate. Yeah. 
Um, let's go with Matt first. How about you, Matt? Uh, you can find me uh, on my my brand new website, markchoy at gmail.com. <laughs> Wait, no way. Yeah, it's, I'm still setting well, it up, but like by the time this episode goes out, because um, yeah, re- reach out to me, markchoy at gmail.com. Uh, that's <laughs> that's not an email address. It's markchoy at gmail.com. Dot com. Um, great. Or you could find me um, <laughs> working on Pinecast. Uh, it's pinecast.com. Uh, it's free to sign up. Uh, free forever, no credit card required. And when you're ready for the good stuff, uh, it's just five bucks a month, unlimited everything. Uh, and you can use the coupon code time travel, time travel, uh, all one word, all lowercase for uh, your first month free. Awesome. We love podcasts. Woo. Oh, we got a ringing endorsement. How about you? <laughs> Matt never takes my coupon code suggestions. I see how that's playing favorites. Uh, ABTS Brennan on Twitter. I rarely use it. I forget that I actually can tweet at it and not just harass other people with it like uh judge greg or like these guys whenever they ask a question and i bring up very bizarre weird ones yeah were you the one that asked about the oh no no that was judge greg i'm the mermaid one oh Oh, yeah (laughs) (laughs) i remember that one that was good but i mean like what what would you do with the mermaid do you want the top half or the bottom half fish boobies um, all right. But- <laughs> <laughs> so insightful, Doug. Thank you for your input. No problem. Wow. And listener, if you like our show, please give us a, a like or follow on Facebook and Twitter. We're also on Instagram. All of our handles are ABT Silence. We live stream the show now every now and then at twitch.tv slash ABT Silence. And I'm doing some random video games. Uh, just check the Twitch for the schedule and stuff. Uh, typically Fridays, though, at 10 p.m. if you want to tune in live and hang out and chat. And yeah, shout out to Lotro for stopping by. Anybody else, we really appreciate it. We will be back next week. Thanks again to No Time for Time Travel. Go check out their podcast. And we'll be back next week. We have uh, some Best of Stumpers coming up on Friday, too. So look out for that. See you guys next time. Bye. See you.